0: Well, what do they say? Better late than never. Of course, we are now live across the networks. What's going on, guys? James from Offside, riding with my man beside me right here, Mr. D434, Mr. Dylan Fournier. Dylan, how's the night treating you, man?
1: Well, I know this podcast is going to be nice, short, and sweet, but I do have a very exciting package that I am going to open up for you guys. Uh, It will be on my TikTok later, so I'm very excited for that. And I'm very excited to uh, let it, let everybody know our news uh, for the upcoming season.
0: Yeah, well, obviously, I teased it today on uh, Twitter, basically just saying, you know, announcements for Offside, what the future may hold. And, you know, it's, it's with a heavy heart, man, that I have to say it this way, I guess, and, you know, break it to everybody that this is the way it's going to go. But, uh, you know, Offside's been a labor of love, and it's been since 2016, and, a lot of people have done a lot of things with this show, been a part of it, got some stuff, got some merch, uh, cards, different uh, different awesome co-hosts throughout. And Well, I guess it comes time that all good things must become more. <laughs> As Offside, everybody thought I was going a different way there. Offside will now be coming to you twice a week. Uh, the Leafs Weekender will return on Sunday evenings. But it will not just be me ranting into a microphone this time. It will be me and this man right here. We will Ba-ba-ba. keep the exact same format, though, that we had that made it so successful, and everybody seemed to enjoy it. Um, the ratings only went up throughout the end of last season for it, so it can only get better when you have two minds coming at it. Uh, the other things from my side of things, I'm going to be doing, a course, prediction season before the game, then after the prediction um basically when the game is done see what i nailed see what i screwed up uh, i'm sure there'll be a bunch of crow that i'll have to eat but hey that's the uh, the good thing about cheering for this team they make you feel good they make you feel bad um the other thing too is when there is a game on we do believe that we're going to do a live reaction podcast after that game so if there's a game on wednesday when we're supposed to go the show will go after the game Same thing on Sunday nights. If there is a game, we will go after the game. So that is the way we'll do those things there. Um, It's going to be fun this season. This is a short, sweet little announcement podcast. Um, Nothing crazy, groundbreaking. Um, Dylan has something cool to show you very shortly. Uh, The only question I want to ask you, Dylan... There was a man signed this week to the Buffalo Sabers, Mister Tage Thompson, getting absolutely paid. Um, wondering for you, gut reaction on the Tage Thompson deal. Uh well, uh, I, now I
1: do believe he was one of the players that came to Buffalo in exchange for Ryan O'Reilly. If I'm not
0: one hundred percent correct.
1: So to see what he did this past season, he, you know, he was one of the top scores for the team and he's, he looks like he's going to be one of the leaders of this young, young core that's finally coming together. Um, I'd say this is good for him. Now I know a lot of people are looking at it like, Oh, he only played one decent season. Like, why does he get paid? Seven million dollars. That is kind of my reaction, but I think in a couple of years in due time, this is gonna look like a joke to a lot of people. He's he's gonna he's gonna prove a lot of people that this was a right contract. Honestly, the man six foot seven. He's basically just a two inches shorter than Chara, but up in the forward group. So, um, big power forward. He. I, I hate to say it, but he burned us a couple times this year as did the Buffalo Sabres. So uh, with the young core that's developing around him, I think Buffalo Sabres fans should be pretty excited about this one. Um, what, what were your initial gut reactions to this one?
0: The initial thought that I had, cause I watched everyone talk about, Oh, this is an overpayment. This guy here is, you know, one good season and they go and pay him all this money it's going to blow up in their face. Remember when there was a young man named Nathan McKinnon who got paid six-something million dollars and he really hadn't hit his stride yet, really wasn't the Nathan McKinnon that we know and love right now. Um, I'm seeing a little parallels here as the Buffalo Sabres are paying for what they believe Tage Thompson will be, not what he is what he will be. And that is the exact same bet that Colorado placed on McKinnon. And I know Tage Thompson is not going to be Nathan McKinnon, but they're paying him thinking he is going to be an integral part of this team. They're thinking they're going to get what they just got for him. And lucky for me, I just made a trade in one of our fantasy leagues trading Adam Fox. I know I'll let the moans go here. Hi, Ava. Adam Fox for Mason McTavish, Jesper Bratt, Tage Thompson and a second round pick. So I'm really hoping Tage Thompson hits, same with Mason McTavish, but Tage Thompson specifically. So I'm hoping he does well. But funny thing though, if you listen to the owner of the Dallas Stars saying I don't know why goal scorers are taking up so much of the pie when it comes to money when referring to Jason Robertson needing to get paid on the Dallas Stars. It's kind of crazy because correct me if I'm wrong, but the exact way you win hockey games is scoring more goals than your opponent. So de facto, what is more important Than scoring goals besides stopping them as their other RFA, Jake Ottinger. So I'm wondering here, what kind of weird world does the owner of the Dallas Stars live in saying goal scorers take up too much of the oxygen, so to speak on a team? Um, I don't know about you Dylan, but I don't see a guy or a team win because, they threw more hits. They blocked more shots. Cool. Those things matter. But if there's no other pucks going in the other net, you're not winning the game. What What do you think he's meaning here? Is he just pissed off because he's paying Jimmy Ben and Tyler Sagan $20 million to look like decrepit old men on skates? Is that what he's going after here? Because... To me, Jason Robertson is a guy who now has proven you should pay him. We just talked about Tage Thompson and paying for what he may be. Jason Robertson is that guy you want to pay because he is that guy you need. I don't understand. What do you think? Where is this coming from? And does Robertson and Ottinger get signed before camp?
1: You know – maybe he's not watching too much hockey as you know a lot of us do but i mean first of all i'll I'll go after jay gottinger what jay gottinger did in the playoffs alone against calgary proved to the entire organization that you legit lost your number one this this past season due to long-term injury he got traded to buffalo you got rid of that contract that was that was good. Good on you guys. But, you know, you guys were a little bit weary about the situation when you had, you know, your young guy and Jake Ottinger, but you also had Braden Holby and uh, Kudobin. Now, you had three good goalies, but in my eyes, Jake proved that he could be there 100% of the time. He bailed you guys out and made it competitive in that series. I think, I mean, I can't push to carry price numbers, but I would say he's, he's going like six plus at least he, he deserves to have the seven years because this guy is going to take over uh, in this league for a long time coming. Uh, The other hand, Jason Robertson, You know He didn't just prove it in his first year, but he's now proved it in his second year along with the guy that he's been competing with in the Western Conference, Kirill Kaprizov. These guys have been neck and neck the entire time. And it just seems that when Kirill does something, Jason's right there to catch him and be like, look, I'm just as good as this guy. Let me get paid. And Kirill got paid and he's looking for something similar, man. I don't blame him for what he's seeking, but I don't know if they get paid in time. They have till what?
0: December 1st? December 1st is the deadline they have to sign by or they cannot play this season.
1: In my eyes, it's either a bridge deal, two to three years at you know X amount of dollars, and then they get the big bag because the cap's going to go up. We all know that. And it's, it's obviously in this situation because of uh, COVID, but I don't know. I don't know what I would do in their situation. It's, it, it, it would be tough, you know, you know, every hockey player looks at this as, you know, I can get paid and I get my long-term and I can, you know, sit back and relax a little bit. But, you know, if you have that bridge deal, you're always afraid of something coming up, an injury, you know, something else. And, that, and that's always the what if. And that's that's the risk you take as an owner. That's the risk you take as a player. It's, it's the battle of the contracts constantly. So, you know, it's uh, do I take this bridge deal, play it safe, still play at a dominant level, and get my bag that I deserve, or do I try and get my bag so that I don't have as much pressure on me going forward.
0: Yeah, I look at it like this. I mean, players have a finite window to make money. We all talk crap about them taking so much money, but at the same time, if you know you're that good, you know, and here's the other thing, okay, Jake Ottinger for sure can do this to and to a lesser extent, so can Jason Robertson. If you take those two players out of the Dallas equation until December... We all seen how hard it was for Willie to get rolling again. What happens here to the Dallas stars? Do you lose a year just because you don't want to come to their dollar amount, come to an agreement somewhere, somehow that works for them? They obviously want the long-term deal. Ottinger, I can see more of because of the fact that goaltenders put a lot of wear and tear on their hips and their knees and things can go wrong a lot quicker for goaltenders than probably players that play the forward position. I know they can get decked. I know they can break things, et cetera, et cetera. But for a goalie, it's an every-game movement that could really ruin you. So I can see Ottinger's case. Jason Robertson wants to do the kind of Capril kaprizov numbers. Put him in at eight. You know, eight million would probably get him done. But I'm wondering what's going to happen. And I bring this segue because we have an RFA here in Toronto that I think is going to sit on ice. I do not think he's going to be signed. I think he's going to stay far away from the Maple Leafs. And unfortunately, you know, they're probably going to tell him if you don't want to take the deal that we have, enjoy your season in Sweden. You know, go get tuned up and ready and maybe play for a Swedish Elite team or something. Um, enjoy it. Because they're not going to overpay this guy. They're not you know he, he obviously we all like what he brought his physicality was coming up with the bunk back checks and all that good stuff but the Maple Leafs cannot afford to pay him two plus million dollars for a guy that may only get spot duty depending on who he fits with so I think he's gonna sit on ice unless a trade comes but who are you trading really on the Maple Leafs defense core to get him in there Giordano who he just signed you're not you're not moving Lilligren, who you just signed. You've said I, I, everything good about Jake Muzzin.
1: I see. I see the only options as I, even even though looking at the the decor, I still see Hall as the seventh defenseman, and that's that's best case scenario for Sandine. So, I you know you you could package something up and try and get you know your your top six forward that you're seeking. Who knows? But uh, it, it, it's the same thing we were just talking about. It's the it's that little bridge deal. Look at Lilligren. He's taking that bridge deal so he can prove to Toronto he's worth every dime the next n- next time up. So so it's the risk you take here or it's the risk you take take there. And, and I think Lilligren's playing it right. I just looked at Dallas. They have $10 million in, in – freed up cap that's in my eyes That's almost five each guy but then i know i've seen Kadobin on injured reserve so that's another thing that you kind of got to play with it's it's touchy it i will say this for sure it sucks being the general manager right now
0: um, every every team man almost every team is handcuffed yeah. you look at the vegas golden knights being one of them again but yeah toronto um, Rasmus Sandin, man, just to take a light bridge deal for one year. Yep. Um, enjoy playing in Toronto, enjoy playing in the big smoke. Um, maybe they do move Hall. Um, maybe they're hoping that with a little rest and R&R, maybe Muzzin and Hall become that defensive shutdown pair again. Riley and Brody do their thing and Geo and Lily pick up where they left off. And oh, yeah. I'm excited to see a full season of Giordano. Yes, sir. Yes, oh, yeah. sir. Bring that every day of the week. Loving it. He's the new veteran this year. He's the oh. Jason Spetsa dude.
1: Yes. Yes, he is 100%. I. Geo still has so much in the tank, and you can see that. And that's what's exciting about him. You could tell that Spetsa didn't have that, you know, that gas there anymore. So it's really exciting to see. Uh, Spetsa
0: needed to be wow. stopped and started and restarted <laughs> him every once in a while. That's what it was. You got to yeah. park that car for a little bit, give it a break, and then bring it back up and fire it up again. Put a little fire under his arse. That's what it was. But, hey, the Maple Leafs here this season, everybody's raining on the fact that the bottom six doesn't look as sexy. The bottom six looks younger than it has the past couple of years. That's what I'm excited about. And bank on it right now. Abe Kubel is going to be a 20-goal scorer on this team. Mark my words. And everybody's writing off – Jason Robertson as well. Not Jason, Nick Robertson as well. Nick Robertson. We had it right on the show. Mark Seidel and everyone else talking about the fact if he's given a chance with offensive players, that is a 25 to 30 goal score all day long. He tore up the AHL last year. Give this man his opportunity in the Leafs top six, drop Kerfoot into the bottom six. And that bottom six instantly looks Amazing especially if you go Cali Yarncroke, Alexander Kerfoot, and Engvall on a line. And then your bottom line could be a defensive center in David Camp with Abe Cabell and another maybe Gaudette or whatever. That makes your team that much more fluid for four lines, that much better top to bottom. But give Robertson a chance. Absolutely. That's what they need to do this year. Cannot wait to see it. Pumped up, fired up. So, just in case you're just tuning in, the big announcement tonight was Offside Hockey Talk is going to two nights a week. Sundays and Wednesdays. Going to be fun. Prediction season is returning. Sponsored by our friends over at Boxing Rock Brewing Co. Everything is. Where is it? Don't worry. Before the season starts, Dylan will have himself a blue beard and an offside shirt to wear. So, that is... a. Uh, I have the envelope right here. I actually purchased it today to send everything to you, right Beautiful. here. Let's there go. Is no excuses.
1: So, um, I want to add one thing before before we uh, end the conversation with Robertson. Yes, I would. I want to say that you would be stupid to not give him a chance at at the NHL level before. Before he even proves anything you think, speaking of Jason, you think Jason's not pushing Nick every single off season right now. The competitive nature between these two brothers is probably beautiful. I say, I, and I'm looking at, uh, Jason's rookie year. He played 51. A game, So obviously it's a little bit different because Nick could probably have the 82 because Jason's was a shortened season. I will say Nick puts up similar numbers. If given the opportunity, Uh he puts up the same on pace uh, points per game as his brother in his rookie campaign.
0: I'm in. I'm in. I, I buy in. I buy in. I believe these guys that we have on our show that are scouts for a reason because that's what they do. That's their job. And they're telling you that a guy has this capability but needs the opportunity. And Nick Robertson's done it at every level. He's done it in the that's OHL. Great. He's done it in the AHL. And the AHL, he doesn't really have that much skilled help. So now he's going to be coming up and playing with guys like John Tavares and Willie Nylander. Slap him on a power play, strap him with uh, Austin Matthews, uh, Mitch Marnard. Willie Nylander himself and Morgan Riley and tell me that young guy can't create some fancy dance offense and have some fun. It's going to be fun this season, folks. Everybody who's down, man, stop being down. It's around the corner. Get excited. The Traverse City tournament is in like two weeks. Detroit already put out their roster for the tournament. I can't wait to see the Leafs. I poked them today. Where's your roster? Come on. Get me something. <laughs> give me a crumb. Give me a morsel. I want some stuff to see. But, ladies and gents, it's going to be an awesome season for offside. It's going to be a great season to talk about hockey and have fun. Um, yeah, man, just stop being so damn negative online, though. Get excited. I'm positive. Get excited. All right. So we are going to do our Bearded Blue Warrior segment. Ooh. Then we're going to get into Dylan's package. Not that one, ladies and gentlemen. Get your minds out of the gutter. And then we're going to get into our pack break. I got myself a pack of hobby. I saved one from the box. All right. So you can go first on your bearded blue warrior. You let me know what it is. Let's go.
1: Ooh, Ooh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. You go first. I I might have to think about mine.
0: All right. One second. Let me put it on for real. (laughs) There it goes. Uh, There we go. There we go. All right. My beard bearded blue warrior goes to a number of people. There's a hockey league here in Halifax. It is called the Nomad Hockey League. They're growing it. It's absolutely awesome. The finals were on Monday. Our guy, Norm Galant was on here last week talking about this. Unfortunately, the Falcons did fall to the stars. In a triple OT, the Falcons were down four nothing to the Stars. Came back five five, got it tied. OT galore. These guys emptied the ever loving gas tank, put on a show. Shout out to the Stars for picking up the victory, but shout out to the Falcons for putting on a show and sending everybody home happy. Shout out to the Nomad Hockey League. They've sold out all their spots for the upcoming fall season. So much that they had to add an extra night and fill up more teams. It's going to be an amazing thing to watch. Check them out. Great hockey. Great beer league hockey. Proudly, again, brought to you by Boxing Rock Brewing Co. They're in with the league as well. They are the official beverage after the game. So though, that goes right there. That's my Boxing Rock Bearded Blue Warrior this week. Absolutely amazing. Every single one of those guys having a good time. Uh, Man,
1: their legs must have been jelly after that game.
0: Jelly, buddy. Jelly, but obviously absolutely awesome. So tip of the cap to them. Love it, love it, love it. Um, Yeah. All right. So what's yours?
1: Now, you might not like mine. And many Leafs fans may not. Like mine. But, uh, you know, whoever thought he was a liability can kiss his
0: ass. Oh, my God.
1: Nazem Kadri came to London, showed up, brought the Stanley Cup. It was Ring a beautiful, Ring beautiful the ceremony. The man even got the key to the city. So if you're looking to, uh, you know, get the key to the city, you, you might have to be knocking at Kadri's door there. Um, man, he even, as big as a troll he is, he brought Stanley Cup downtown Toronto in a Rolls Royce convertible. I hated it, but I kind of had to applaud him at the same time. I mean, respects to Kadri. good luck in uh, Calgary. And apparently he's going to try and bring it back to, uh, London and a second time, uh, a part of his, the red team, so uh, mine goes out to Kadri.
0: There you go, Nazim Kadri. All right, and the Nomad Hockey League here in Halifax are the two bearded blue warriors this week. Proudly brought to you by Boxing Rock Brewing Coast, Puck Off Loggerdale, the big beer for the big game or the big podcast. Whatever you choose, drink responsibly. All right, before we get into our pack battle by Upper Deck, what do you have? You have a package you want to reveal. I do. Explores yours. I Explores do. Your package.
1: This is a big package to me. Uh, so I submitted some cards to PSA back in May. There's four cards here. Now this is my first initial reaction. So I am going to try and make sure that I have them in the right order that I want to expose them. This is very nerve wracking, I will say the least, but I will double check. Okay, so yes, those ones I want to go first. So I have a Bowen Byram Shadow Box autograph out of 75. I don't think there is one graded by PSA. I tried to look, but this is the first card. It is a nine. Bam. Let's go. Beautiful, beautiful card. Stanley Cup winner now. Bam. I like that one. Jeez. Now, the second one is a Marquee Rookies, Kirill Kaprizov, Violet Pixels out of $3.99. There you go. Oh, ten, let's go. Yes.
0: Beautiful. There you Beautiful. go. There you go.
1: Now I will save the best for last.
0: Oh the PA is to Another the
1: another Kirill Caprizov. Young gun. Let's check this one out.
0: Let's go. Oh. Uh oh.
1: This is a nine. They did say something. Oh, okay. That is a beautiful card. Right there. There you go. Like that. Beautiful, beautiful card.
0: Not all day. Not day. For,
1: a lot of us Leafs fans love this guy in Toronto. Hometown boy. Mitch Marner. A yeah. nine. Not Let's bad.
0: Go. Beautiful card. There you go, my friend. He's getting him. You got a 10 on that one Caprizov. That's amazing. Cool. Perfect point. What a beautiful reveal. I love it. We'll have to do more of those when you get more in. Yes. Um, (laughs) There isn't much for me to send out to grade, so. No, that's all good. I just enjoy cracking, and if I get enough to be able to get some more, like I got, I traded a couple cards today to get that box, so. What nice. I did... Went you went to the, went hobby to the shop and, I... and
1: exchanged them? Yep.
0: Nice. nice. All right. All right. So now, now that we've done Dylan's grand package reveal, <laughs> now we get to our upper deck, pack battles. I got myself a hobby extended series pack. I think I'm tapped out on everything good. So Uh-oh. you can go first, my friend, and the okay. crowd will vote on what we have.
1: We're just revealing the good one, right? Yep. I have a Hundo P. Alex Petrangelo. Really? Yep.
0: Well, I'm not going to beat that. (laughs) I have an 05-06 retro Jordan Everly, Seattle Kraken.
1: Nice. That's a beautiful... Hard. It's probably one of the first Seattle Kraken printed,
0: maybe. Uh the inaugural series, yeah. Nice. All right, let me let me see what I can pick as my, my real winner, though. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go Cole Perfetti on uh, the <laughs> Or I got seven young guns in the box. Did you? I got this guy.
1: Oh damn, Lindell.
0: Yeah, numbered. Finally, pulled a most cider. Did you? <laughs> Beautiful. And then a black Young Guns canvas of Igor. Igor Sokolov. Sokolov. Finally, got my Lucas Raymond Young Guns. Let's Retro. go. That's a pretty penny. I got Shonders. Uh, Ooh, former leave. Oh, French shonders Oh, Oh, French.
1: Deluxe. It is. Jolups.
0: Wow. That's got to be worth a little bit. Yep. And then, of course, my rookie gems. Alex Turcotte. Nice. William Eklund. let's go. i to get a veteran. I didn't get a veteran. You then didn't? I got a, I got a Sig Crosby Hollow Grips.
1: Well, that doesn't Everly count as the veteran or no?
0: Maybe, maybe. And I got uh, got Thunderbug on the canvas.
1: Oh, nice,
0: Dance That's Bug actually on.
1: sick. I actually love love that uh, new edition.
0: Yes, I love it.
1: But Everybody's think, after gritty though.
0: Yeah, well, gritty's up to like 75 bucks now. I know. Ridiculous. The Thunderbug. Oh, that's not bad. So I might uh I might just trade him in. Get some more. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Offside Hockey Talk. Thank you for kicking around for the announcement. Uh chatting some hockey. It's a short, sweet little episode. Um yeah, we're back in your ear on Sunday and Wednesday. And the Leaf season is just around the corner. Traverse City tournament coming up. We should know the roster hopefully soon of who's going to be on that squad. Um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Offside Hockey Talk. Get ready because this is where hockey comes to talk.